0: I am yours. I am yours. I am yours.
1: Send me, Lord. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk with City Director for Love Life Charlotte, Andre Gonzalez, about his heart for prayer and worship at an abortion center. Stay tuned. Send me, Lord.
0: Lord. I felt your passion, touched your.
1: All right. Well, welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I have with me today Andre Gonzalez, who is the director, city director of Love Life here in Charlotte. And he's going to share his heart and really um, talk about prayer and worship in front of an abortion clinic. It's not the only thing that they do, but it's a big part of what they do in bringing churches and things like that out. They're a real close partner ministry with us. And, uh, and so I'm going to just get him to share his heart about that. So real quick, Andre, introduce yourself, your role. Did I get that right? Are yep. you the city director? I'm the here? city director okay. of Charlotte. Focus uh, on Charlotte. Okay, cool. Yep. And as a city director, what, what does that entail? Like what do you do in, in that role?
2: So I mainly oversee all the Saturday prayer walks, Okay. the Sunday morning launches. And a Sunday morning launches we get churches to – um, preach on the sanctity of life and we'll come in and do our presentation and we bring education and awareness on the issue of abortion. Okay. In Charlotte. And that's where we get all of them to come to the prayer walk on Saturday. Yeah. So and then I oversee recruiting. Okay. Um uh recruiting the new churches, mm-hmm. getting the old churches to come back. Um, and then I've got a couple areas that I'm overseeing.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you have in that role, you have a lot of connection in with pastors and yeah. church. I mean, just this That's morning, my main you brought, role, yep. uh, how many pastors were out this morning? You had there a were of two
2: youth pastors and one senior pastor okay. and then a, a congregational leader. Yeah.
1: So, so you get to see kind of in that, in that setting, or at least with those connections, you get to see how the prayer walks and, and that kind of thing impacts the churches and impacts the pastors and, yeah. and that sort of thing, which we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I want to talk about... Um, you, and you sort of, um, you know, I did a, a podcast with Justin, who is the, who's the founder of Love Life. He's the boss. And he's, so he's your boss and, and God's doing all kinds of stuff through him and through you guys. And you know, I talked to him a little bit from the perspective, or at least got him to talk from the perspective of being sort of new to the pro-life movement, yeah. right? You know, as Christians, yep. we become Christians. Yep. We we agree that you know, life begins at conception; every mm-hmm. life deserves to be protected. But yeah. to really get into full frontal battle with this with this abortion demon, so to speak, is, a a, is yeah, and it it is it's a and it's a it's a step it's a of faith, and yep. not everybody can say you know I'm I'm part of the pro-life movement. Yeah. I would say at this point. You are, yeah, and you've been involved for four, three or four years, right? Um,
2: Love Life started three and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. and I had the privilege of kind of launching it with Justin. It was Justin's vision. God spoke to him and laid out this vision. He actually already had a director lined up that was going to be his director and and do everything, and he canceled on him. Yeah, Two weeks later, I called him, and I, I saw that he went to my church and that he had a job opening. And uh, it was a sales position. I didn't yeah, it was with his,
1: his other business, his not, business, not, couple, with, yep. uh, ministry, not with ministry. Not with ministry.
2: And I wanted to get back into full-time ministry. I had a passion for prayer, for worship, young people, missions, and revival and unity wow. in the church. These are things, but I didn't know exactly how all that would work. Mm-hmm. I thought about starting my own 501c3, and I'd actually done that several years back. And... Um, didn't go as I had hoped. Yeah. And so I'd always actually, always felt that I would partner up with a businessman and we would do this thing together.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So who would have thought that I actually, and not only this, but he's a younger businessman.
0: Yeah.
2: And unbelievably smart and just cool what God has done. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I started telling him my vision over the phone and he said, you know, I think you're calling about a different position why don't you come to my office and I'll tell you about it. So the very next day I went to interview with his dad and his brother there at a superior wash company. And, um, he began to share his vision and he said, Hey, let me take you out to the abortion center. Yeah. Have you ever been out here? And I said, no, I didn't know. We even really had one. It was completely off, off of my radar. Yeah. Before that I had, uh, I was on staff at a local church. I was the worship pastor for four and a half years. And I had started this ministry called Unite Charlotte, and it was a desire to bring the churches together to worship and to pray and ask God for revival, for awakening. The Churches coming out, and, and we would see real transformation shift through prayer and worship. And um, we did six of these events, and the very last one we did, we had 40 churches um, all participate and we had about 1,200 people all come out for this night of worship over at yeah. Central Piedmont Community College in their auditorium area. And at the end of that um, that uh, Unite Charlotte event, uh, my pastor called me in and said, "Hey, we're cutting it, and pretty much I'm out of a job." Wow. <laughs> and here's the thing: I was excited. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, Lord, then you've got something something different for me, or you're going to allow me to do this maybe on my own." Or, but anyways, three and a half years went by. I was out of ministry, full-time, 5 five-fold ministry. Yeah. And that's when I met Justin. And uh, Justin brought me to the abortion center, told me the tragic truth, and said that he wanted to get the church out there uh, to pray, not to protest, not to hold signs, not to picket, but to pray. And when he said prayer, I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's my heart. Yeah. That's what I feel like God has called me to do. To get the church out here to pray. And he said he wants to do a 40 week journey of hope and get churches to adopt one week out of that 40 weeks and then get them to come to the abortion center to pray. And to me, I, 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 in my mind, I thought, this is like taking them on a mission trip.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: This is opening an opportunity for, so instead of just having one big night of worship and prayer, we're actually gonna do 40 of them every Saturday. At the darkest place in our city, and we're going to worship, and we're going to pray, and we're going to believe for moms to choose life, and um, really, ultimately, praying for people to get, give the hearts to Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so he offered me the job, so I'm like,
1: yes, I'll yeah. do it. So it's like, man, yeah. I mean, that's sort of what happened to me with uh, with Cities for Life. You know, I'd been involved, you know, since 2005 out there on the sidewalks, and, and uh, you know, been, Cities for Life was started, you know, apart from me, I was a part of yeah. it, but I didn't help start it or anything. Uh, the Benhams uh, yep. started that thing. And then I get a call out of the blue from from those guys like, hey, man, we started this ministry. You're part of it. We need somebody to lead it. Mm-hmm. Well, you think you might want to pray about being the director of this thing? I'm like, well, let's see. You know, full-time yeah. ministry, yeah. doing what the Lord has called me to do, and you're going to pay me to do it? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'll pray yeah. about it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the will yeah. of God. It's so it's like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Lord is awesome the way same He does it. Me, yeah. I mean, when you're sharing like those those sort of your heart and then the aspects yeah. of of." Really, what God has called you to, and what He's put in your um, heart—it's like that's all tied together in this love life vision. You know, the prayer and worship, which is why I wanted to have you come and talk about prayer and worship, because it's like it it emanates from you. You're 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 a prayer warrior. You're a worshipper. You know, we've had you come and and lead worship at the uh, Roe v Wade Memorial, where you've played, and and it's like, man, you just you have an anointing for worship. Mm. But you know, with uh, you know, one one worship leader some years back um, was talking about leading worship I, was, I read a book or I forget who it was it might have been Matt Redman yeah. he, say, he was saying you know we're not worship leaders we're yeah. actually lead worshipers yep. and so we're leading people into worship um, but we're not like heading this thing up we're right. just we're worshiping and they right. come along and right. I, I see that with you like That's when cool. I see you Thank out you, front cool. with uh, the prayers and, and you know the prayer walks you guys yeah. are going around the circle I see yeah. you out front and you're yeah. praying and you're worshiping yeah. and you're engaged You're yeah. you're like you know, locked on to yeah. the Lord, praying. Yeah, and it's a it's an awesome blessing for me. Um, you know, because we're out there on the front lines and we're we're reaching out and we're certainly in prayer. Um, you know, pray without ceasing. But our attention is is yeah. toward those moms. Yeah. It's like, man, okay, we got this this group of people that are behind us, yeah. backing us in prayer. Yeah. Talk real quick if you can. I want to get into some of the effect that you've seen that prayer and worship has had within the churches. Obviously, we've seen the, the effect that prayer and worship has at the abortion center, yeah. where we've seen like today, Yeah, you know, Wednesdays are, are typically the slowest day at the busiest abortion clinic in Charlotte, but still there's 20 abortions yeah. on, on a Wednesday. Today there were like seven, wow. uh, seven people showed up. One actually chose life, one so chose we see, life. and this is Wednesday, this is when the church, yeah. you guys are calling yeah. the church to prayer and fasting.
2: Yeah, we had six churches commit to praying and fasting today.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and so we see like- in
2: Mooresville and one in Cornelius. Yeah.
1: But before we talk about that, and so some of the effect that you're seeing in the churches, um, share a little bit of your kind of your heart for the issue of abortion, and how how abortion has touched your family. I know yeah. you have a story, at least mm-hmm. you, you know, in your family, where that's that's yeah. been you know a thing you guys have dealt with.
2: So um, my mom had three abortions, and she kept it a secret for 17 years. Um, I was on a mission trip. I used to work with a youth missions organization. We were in Venezuela and um, we had all the kids there. There are several hundred kids. And I remember um, saying to all the kids, you know, I feel like God is wanting to set people free of some shame and guilt that you've been carrying for years. Yeah. And so if that is you, would you come on up? We wanna pray for you. And all these kids came up and I looked over and I saw my mom crying in the back. And of course, you know, you don't never want to see your mom crying, you know, yeah. what's going on. So after we ministered to the kids, uh, they kind of escorted me back to where she was at because she was crying so hard. And she went to tell me that she had three abortions and she's kept it a secret for for a long time, for 17 years. And um, that word was for her. Yeah. And um, that was really the first really experience I had with abortion. Yeah. Uh, this happened, you know. It happened before my mom got saved. She had gotten divorced, and, you know, through, through a divorce. It's just so hard. Yeah. And um, after the abortions, of course, she felt so guilty. Uh, but then she gave her heart to Christ, and she knew God forgave her of all her sins, all the past sins. But she still walked around with the shame and the guilt, and not telling anybody. Yeah. Um, so that was it. Yeah. That's all I knew about the issue of abortion. I was pro-life. Obviously, the word of God is very clear yeah. about uh, that. Life starts at conception, and even before we're even in our mother's womb, God knows us and has a call and a plan for us. Yeah, we know from Jeremiah. Um, but that was it. Yeah. And so when Justin told me told me this uh, this vision, um, I got excited because I was I had really had no experience with pro life ministry,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but. To me, I saw it as a mission field yeah. and an opportunity to mobilize the church yeah. to the darkest place. And that's,
1: you know, one of the things, I mean, obviously you're not airing your mom's dirty laundry. She shares yeah. her testimony. Yeah. She's God's using yep. her and bringing healing to other people. Yeah. But That's one of the things that actually, it sort of wasn't like, when you guys got started in doing Love Life, uh, you know, I saw it, you was prayer support, you're bringing yeah. the church out. It's a win, right? Yeah. But it really didn't enter my mind. And I don't know why, because it's an obvious thing, but it yeah. didn't enter my mind. How much it would have an effect on people who are post abortive Yeah, because you know I think the yeah. statistic was the statistic uh, seventy some percent of people that have abortions are from you know Christian or Christians from the church. And- so
2: what we heard as far as evangelical churches, what we've heard that it was it's fifty-four percent of people um, claim to be Christians that are having abortions, and actually fifty-four percent of the people were actually in an evangelical church within the month of their abortion.
1: Yeah, So
2: that's a lot of yeah. Christians that are in our churches that are having abortions. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so when I when you started sharing with me, and now you guys, I don't think you started with a focus on post-abortive healing. I think it. it was like year two or three yeah. where you guys really brought that in as a yeah. piece but you started finding at least you shared with me and Justin and shared with me some people who are coming to the prayer walks and they're getting they're getting set free yeah. from the guilt and the shame yeah. of their past abortions even some yeah. haven't had an abortion at that very abortion yep. clinic yeah. coming out so so yeah. so talking about sort of the effect that the prayer walks have had And love life has had within the churches. Yeah, what are some of the effects? And and certainly share the post-abortive healing effect. But also, like, are you seeing pastors who are you know they're they're pro-life, and and Mm -hmm. we we believe that we should vote for pro-life candidates and all this. But now Mm -hmm. they're being activated to go beyond just voting or whatever. Are you seeing that sort of thing?
2: They're actually. We feel like the Lord has made this vision so clear and so easy to do. It's become a pathway yeah. for people to say, hey, I'm pro-life, but now I can do something. I'm going to pray and fast on Wednesday. I'm going to go to the abortion center. For for all these years, people would be afraid to actually go to an abortion center. Yeah, yeah. Because of maybe what they've seen on TV or what they've heard. It's just this scary thing. And now now that we're there every week, people are like, oh, I can go. The worst I get is I get yelled at or mocked. Yeah. But that's it. That, and the Bible says we're blessed when we're persecuted. Yeah. And 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 they're coming. They're being a part of it, and they're mobilizing their people. And it's been cool.
1: Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. To see it. So you're seeing pastors who really, you know, who might preach a, a pro-life message, you know, once in a blue moon, or never, or never. Yeah. You're seeing those pastors, sort of like jolted, yeah. right? And they're mm-hmm. like they're jump started into actually getting their congregations. Yep. At an abortion clinic, yeah, which is which is a big yeah. deal. Like a big that's deal. that's what the the American church does not do. That right. right? That, right. They, we stay as far as we can away from right. controversial issues. Right. 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 And so you're seeing some pastors of even some pretty big churches like mm-hmm. getting involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's to me, it's you know, as as a ministry being on the sidewalks and that sort of thing. It's been sort of our goal. Yeah. But. To have the energy to do all the, what you guys are doing and connecting yeah. with the pastors and giving them an avenue. Like a pastor yeah. asked me, so what do you want me to do? My thing is we'll come out to the abortion clinic. Like right. Come out there and stand right. with us. But right. you, you guys are sort of giving them an avenue to, to take not just yeah. themselves, but their whole congregation yeah. into yeah. this battle.
2: Yeah, people ask us, how are you doing this? We PRCs and, and organizations said we've been trying for years to get pastors to come out. To get the whole congregation, to get people out there praying. And we could get maybe three or four or five people. How are you doing this? And we tell them this. It's a God thing. Yeah. I believe I believe God is saying now is the time. Just like God spoke to Moses and said, hey, I have indeed seen the misery of my people. Now go. Yeah, It's like it was a certain time when God said enough is enough with the Israelites. Moses, I'm sending you to go to set my people free. I believe... That God is saying now is the time, the church must awaken. Go, be, be Moses. The, let's all come together, as Charlotte, and be like Moses to to, to uh, in the abortion industry. Be like Moses and come to that stronghold of abortion and say, "Let my people go." Yeah, I believe it's a God thing. I feel like God is doing something that uh, could end up. And the end to
1: abortion in our. I mean, own I'll country. tell you this, just from my perspective. Um, if you have four thousand Christians at an abortion clinic, you have you have revival, right? You have something happening. There's yep. some kind of. Now, am I saying that as a as a city, we've you know, there's a sweeping revival and right. You know what? I mean, I say in one sense, yeah, because yeah. you just don't have four thousand Christians at I an know. abortion clinic praying or doing anything, I
2: would unless have never God's thought. moving. That yeah. that first year we would have got four thousand people to come out. Yeah, never in a million years.
1: Yeah, and then you, I think you said this coming Saturday, you guys are going to have three or four hundred, right? Yeah, this I mean, this Saturday we've got a six regular churches, regular Saturday, and it,
2: we we should have about three hundred.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple a couple months ago, I was like, man, there's five hundred people here. I know from all these churches, and yeah. you're seeing you know different denominations, you're seeing them come together, and sort of those walls yeah. come down. Mm-hmm.
2: We got Presbyterian churches that are adopting we have a lot of baptist churches out of all the denominations the baptists have shown up the most yeah cuz what we've been told is that the baptists are very mission minded mm-hmm. they're used to going on missions and they've they've connected this as a mission trip yeah a lot of pentecostal churches a lot of non denominational churches um, they're all just coming and saying hey we're going to put our denomination aside we believe in life we know god believes in life so we're going to show up
1: yeah yeah and that again man that's like this is this is this is God breathing on this city and bringing, when you have those denominational walls come down and uh, you know, certainly there's denominational distinctions for a reason, right? I don't, you know, poo poo denominations. I think in some sense it does offend the Lord that we can't get along in some ways, but to see us kind of getting along and getting God's heart Mm -hmm. for this issue of abortion and saying, we're going to let this, these differences just kind of go by the wayside and we're going to focus on what God's heart is on. To me that's man, it's God's revival, breathing bro. That
2: thing. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's revival, man.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. Have so you guys have seen and I've heard the testimonies, but you've seen when you're you know, when people come out to a prayer walk on a Saturday, um, you guys sort of set up, you have a little stage area that you set yeah. up and you share testimonies, you share the tragic truth again mm-hmm. about yep. the the babies that are being killed in our cities mm-hmm. by abortion. And then at the end, I see you guys, you're giving an altar call now. Yeah. Right? You're yeah. giving an altar call for people to give their lives to Jesus. Yep. You're giving an altar call for people to get healing from past yep. abortions.
2: We, we're actually trying, only if the Lord leads us to okay. do that. Because of that issue is so delicate, mm-hmm. what we try to do is say, hey, if you've had an abortion in your past, there's a table, get one of our cards. We actually give a card to everybody. Yeah. So they get a woman, because they feel so much shame, sure. so much guilt. And they're afraid to tell anybody. And a lot of times, they haven't told their husband, or they haven't told their children that are adults. They haven't yeah. told. So, when at the end of the prayer walk, everybody gets a card, and it's to get connected to our restored Life Ministry, which is another one of our partners. Yeah. And uh, and then then they'll call that number and get connected. We have about ninety-seven women that are, now that are doing the Bible study. Wow, and
1: that's cool. amazing to me, yeah. man. That's really yeah. that's really amazing. actually.
2: Excuse me, one hundred and thirty this year.
1: Okay. Yeah yeah i got the number and like i said i didn't that wouldn't even a thought in my mind yeah. i don't know why it wasn't but how much god would use yeah. you guys in the prayer walks in front of an abortion clinic yeah. to to get people set free from yeah. their past abortions yeah. and you know one of the things that i'll say for us you know it's a blessing for us in sidewalk counseling that you know you guys are taking them you know we talked about this it's like a short-term mission trip yep. right you're taking them to the abortion center they're feeling the spiritual yep. warfare yep. they're not engaging they're just praying they're worshiping right. But they're feeling spiritual warfare, and yep. some of those people are like, you know what, prayer, yep. awesome. I need yep. to continue to pray, but I want yep. to take the next step. Yeah. And we've gotten volunteers yeah. from from you guys. Matter of fact, that's our number one source of volunteers now—people wow. that have come out for the prayer walks. Wow. And uh, and so I've we're heard, we're like activating 70? them. We've we've had man, man, I, that was that's a question for Vicky of how many.
2: Yeah.
1: How many we've had? But I mean, we've got days where we have you know ten volunteers, which is hasn't happened right wow. I mean we've had days in the past where some by some miraculous thing we'd have 10 people out there but yeah. now it's on a regular basis we're seeing we're seeing people wow. coming out we're seeing people wanting to get involved and, and take it a step wow. further yeah which is which is really awesome for us and it really speaks to that whole like the people are being yeah. awakened awakened and yeah. and God is moving I want to talk I want to share with you a passage I'm sure this yeah. is probably near and dear to your heart Second uh, Chronicles and and Chapter twenty, and uh, this is Jehoshaphat. You know, Jehoshaphat is under threat. A lot of you guys, you guys refer back to Nehemiah and and rebuilding the wall, which is an awesome kind of uh, spiritual analogy of what we're doing with this. But this is a a passage that talks about the talks about worship, right? And talks about leading in worship. You know, Jehoshaphat was under threat; they were going to be attacked um, uh, by the Korites or or, whatever, whoever's attacking them. Anyway, the Amorites. Um, and it says when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who would sing to the Lord yep. and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Yeah. So it's Jehoshaphat, the king, has now put the worshipers in front to prepare for battle. And we understand our, our battle is not against flesh and bro- yep. blood. It's against principalities and rulers yep. and, and people and these, these demonic forces. Yep.
2: Pure demonic is out yeah, there. That's it. Yeah,
1: because yep. that's what the abortion industry yep. is. It's a, And we're in a spiritual battle.
0: Yep.
1: I was actually talking to a guy the other day who, who goes out to the abortion centers. He's not terribly keen on the idea of worship and prayer in front of an abortion clinic. And I was sharing with him. I was like, man, you don't get it. Like, Jehoshaphat, if he wanted to win this battle, he had to put the worshipers out front. This is yep. worship. This is leading by prayer yep. and worship. Yeah. And uh I was saying, don't don't you see that? It's like I don't have a clue what you're even talking about. Like Wow. <laughs> I was like, This is this is the heart of God. Yeah. Worship and prayer. When we lift yep. up the Lord. Yep. His presence comes. His presence yep. moves on behalf of His people. So yep. talk a little bit about your heart for that and yep. your heart for, to bring in you know, yeah. the presence of God. We know that the eye of the Lord is in every place. Yep. The presence of God fills the earth. Yeah. But there are particular yeah. manifestations of God's presence in, in special ways throughout the Bible, and we see those yeah. today when God just moves on hearts. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that and just yeah. bringing the presence of the Lord through worship.
2: So check this out. Um, I saw this video... A while back, it was called The Transformation Videos. Do you remember? Have you ever seen it?
0: Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. i got to send
2: you the link. Okay. Um, it's it's, it's a, a documentary of when God showed up in different places. And um, it's by a guy named George Otis Jr. It's an older video. Okay. I remember watching it, and I remember crying, like bawling, when I saw what was already in here, but I actually saw it happen yeah. with my own eyes. And in the middle 90s, Cali, Colombia was overrun by the drug cartels. Mm -hmm. They had had seven major drug uh, cartels in Cali, Colombia that uh, had overrun the city. Between the seven drug cartels, they were bringing in $500 million a month in revenue. So when you're making that kind of money, you own the police, you own politicians, and you pretty much rule the roost. Yeah. And what they were saying is that um, there'd be upward of, uh, upwards of 15 murders a day in Cali, Colombia, and it was mostly drug cartel
1: related. Yeah, fighting amongst each other. Fights and amongst that, each yeah. other,
2: drug wars, blah, blah, blah. And then a lot of innocent lives would, would die in the midst of it. But 15 murders a day in a city, that's a lot. Yeah. So the church got together and said, we've got to get our city back to Jesus. And they had this idea to pack out one of the smaller soccer stadiums and to do an all-night night of worship and prayer uh, to pray for God, for revival yeah. in Cali, Colombia. And they did that, and after 48 hours, the news uh, headline said this, not one murder in, in the city that particular weekend. Yeah. They said they had never seen that. And people were like, we need to do this again. Yeah, It's going to work. So the very next month, they did it again. And it started to grow and grow. They did it for like nine months. They packed out the really big uh, soccer stadium. And they worshipped and they prayed all night long. Imagine that. Yeah. All night long. And um, at the end of those nine months, um, the the headline said um, the government took down six out of the seven drug cartel leaders. And a revival broke out. Yeah. And... Tons of people started getting saved. Celebrities started getting saved. Churches were having services all the way from 7 in the morning all the way to 7 at night. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Because so many people were coming to church. There was an, a, a revival and awakening. In the midst of that, the leader got shot. So they experienced major persecution. Yeah. But, but when I saw that, I had this heart and passion to do that here in Charlotte. Yeah. Like, could worship and prayer be a catalyst to see real transformation happen in a city, to see revival and awakening happen in a city, and so um, we're seeing that. Yeah, we're seeing record numbers of saves than ever, never before. <clears throat> I get your numbers from you. Yeah, and you you continue to tell me, hey, we had one save on Saturday, we had two, we had three, and then you told me you said, by the way, all of last year. Maybe you told me, I can't remember, but but all of last year we had thirty-one moms choose life on Saturday during the prayer walk. Was that you that told me that? Or that's probably our records.
1: Could be your records. That was our records,
2: yeah. So we had thirty-one moms choose life. Now we're right next to the abortion center and we're worshiping and we're praying and we are already at forty-nine moms and dads that have chosen life, but actually fifty baby saves, because one of those babies one of those moms were carrying twins. Okay. Yeah. So so we're in week twenty-nine. And boom, the numbers are up yeah. because we are doing it closer. Yeah. Proximity has made a difference. When the light shows up, darkness must leave. Yeah, And there's the atmosphere changing.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we, I've heard this even before you guys got started uh, doing what you're doing, but I hear it even a lot now from the pro-abortion people. And they'll say, you know, they'll quote, Matthew chapter five, I believe it's chapter five, chapter seven, where Jesus says, When you pray, go in your go in your closet and pray right. and it's like they use that to to, right. to imply that, yeah, you shouldn't pray in public. Right. Well, Jesus is obviously talking about praying to give attention to yourself. Attention, right. Religious yeah. and, people. And right. let me just right. tell you, in this day and age, if you want attention to yourself, you don't go and pray at an abortion clinic, no. right? You <laughs> it's don't not, do it's that. Not typically. <laughs> you
2: stay in your comfortable seat and you go to church. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's that's you don't want to draw attention.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so we're called to yep. you know the the presence of God is in us. We are individually as Christians filled with the Holy Spirit. But yep. when the church comes together yep. and Praise and worships, that really brings a particular presence of the Lord. Yeah. Like this, this, this sense. We've yeah. had moms choose life, yeah. who felt the presence of the Lord. They, yeah. they knew that group of people over there was praying, yeah. and chose life. Man, yeah. I mean, that's that's an awesome testimony of so the cool. goodness of God.
2: And the cool thing about it is, 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 we cannot do this without you. We, uh, it's, people need to understand that it, this is not just a love life thing. This is. We have come in partnership with Help Pregnancy Center and you guys and all three of us have locked arms and said, let's see this place close down. Yeah. Let's pray. And how cool it is that it, we actually, other pro-life ministries are all in unity with each other. Yeah. That's cool. That is that's cool. That's why we're seeing the results.
1: Yeah. And it, it takes awesome. that it takes that humility and yep. and ultimately recognizing that it's not about... Cities for Life, Love Life, right. or Help Pregnancy Center, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's about God. Mm-hmm. It's about what He's doing, and we're just sort of, as ministries, different vehicles that the Lord uses. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, I like Justin's heart, and your heart too, that ministry should flow out of the local church. Yep. This is really about, this yeah. is not about Love Life, just... Uh, Trying to advance its ministry, or Cities for Life trying to advance its ministry, but yeah. it's like we're trying to equip and empower the local Church. churches yeah. to do the work. Yeah, that's why I like the 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 fact that I saw Pastor Greg Sloop a couple yeah. of weeks ago, who was yeah. leading one of the prayer leading walks. It. You were you were on vacation yeah. you, with your family. Yeah, I took the family like, to the beach. Yeah, you know you're getting to, these pastors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and I know you guys are going to continue to do that. Well, you know. Pretty much, that's that's the conversation, man. I appreciate you coming and and sharing yeah. um, your heart with us, man. And uh, I, I appreciate your heart. I do. I appreciate you know every time I see you, it's like man, we're in this thing together, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. We're in this battle together. So I that's appreciate it. you, man. Appreciate you sharing with us, and uh, appreciate all those who who yeah. joined us on this podcast. Hope that you're blessed by it. If you could um, share this podcast, share it with your friends, with your family. Tell them to uh, to like the uh, the podcast or to, to leave a review on the podcast and uh, to, to visit us if you want to visit these guys it's uh, lovelife.org correct right? yep. org you can yep. connect with Andre if you want to connect with those guys if you want to connect with me charlotte.citiesforlife.org is our website and uh, my email address is, is there in the contacts um, but we just hope that you'll be blessed as you continue to listen to these podcasts hope you're blessed with this one and, uh, and, and continue to Speak for life. Continue to serve the Lord wherever He's put you,
2: and come on out to a prayer walk. Amen. Every Saturday till November sixteenth.
1: Yeah, amen.
2: And then November sixteenth will be the big one. We're going to have about eight thousand people out here praying.
1: That would be. That's going to be awesome. Yes. All right. Well, God bless. Use me, Lord. use me. Lord.